Hey Shredders, what's going on out there? Here we are, Shred Podcast, episode number 29. Uh, We are just about done with week three of the Open, and tomorrow night will be the announcement for week four, 20.4 is coming out. Uh, I got Marcus Creatura with me again, owner and head coach at uh, Shred CrossFit. How's it going, Marcus? Good evening, Scott. Good to be uh, on with you again. Awesome. So we just finished uh, 20.3. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been getting your opinion of the programming, how that went. So what'd you think? Yeah. So this, uh, this week it was a, uh, it was a repeat, um, for those of the athletes out there listening, uh, we actually performed this workout in 2018. I believe it was 18.4, um, a couple years ago. And, uh, it was a repeat. This one, this one kind of came out of the blue, um, we really, this was, was not on the radar for a lot of people, uh, at least that I know of as far as being a repeat. Um, and they took a classic, uh, which I really, once again, week number three, I really enjoyed the programming. They took a classic benchmark workout called Diane, which is simply 21, 15, nine reps of uh, couplet, which is deadlifts and handstand pushups. And they said, Hey, we're going to have you go through that. And then once you complete that, you're going to go ahead and go to onto a heavier deadlift. And we're going to challenge that inverted skill, uh, performing a handstand walk. Um, and, and as we scale it down, we looked at the deadlifts, uh, great movement, great functional movement, a little bit lighter for the scale division and, um, and handstand or I'm sorry, hand release pushups. So those I'm telling you, those are surprisingly difficult. Uh, we've seen uh, a modification over the last couple of years in pull-ups as in jumping pull-ups. And we've seen some modifications for handstand pushups as in hand release pushups, and they get surprisingly challenging for any fitness level. Um, and so once again, a great scale option. Uh, a lot of people had to really dig deep and go to that dark place, as I like to say, in order to finish that in that nine minute time cap. Uh, it was a repeat. We had a, a large number of athletes get better. Uh, for what it's worth, I personally has scored about four or five reps less than, uh, than 2018. So, uh, you know what? I, I moved well. I felt great. Um, and I, I lived to fight another day, as I say. So I did my best. Um, and, uh, and a lot of our athletes did improve. And if they didn't, that's okay. They, we always say at shred, you either win or you learn. So they learn from this experience. I've, I've communicated with some of those athletes as well as some of our other coaches. And, uh, you know, we're on to week number four. Well, what's awesome is uh, I actually got seven reps better. So between the two of us, we actually have a plus three. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for, thanks for bringing right. me up, Scott. That's awesome. Good job. <laughs> you know, I carry you a lot. So it's, you know, it's just, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, but the other thing I noticed, and, and I'm sure that you can probably elaborate this on a little bit more is when you look at the number um, of what the weight of that heavier deadlift was, whether it was the 315 for RX male, uh, the 185 for scaled male, you look at that weight and you're like, well, that's easy. I can do that all day long. But what you forget is that's your 46th rep. You've already done 45 reps at the lower weight. And when you f- pick up that heavier bar, you're like, whoa, that's, that was a lot more than I bargained for. Yeah, no doubt. And, and uh, I think we as coaches are doing a great job in our community as, as starting 
explaining to, to our athletes with the end goal in mind, hey, you're not don't just doing 45 deadlifts. You're going beyond that. You're, if you get through this workout, that's another 45 deadlifts at a heavier weight. Now you're up to 90 repetitions. That's a large number of volume um, for deadlifts. And, um, and uh, yeah, so w- when we start with the end goal in mind and we kind of share that stimulus with these athletes, uh, it, it puts it into perspective. They're like, wow, you're right. I, I mean, I, I did so many deadlifts and such a heavy weight and under the clock and things like that. I mean, our athletes just rose to the occasion. The scale division was so exciting to watch. Um, so many males and females in the scale division in our gym did fantastic. They were, they were racing those bear crawls and, and just what, that's what the open's all about. Just really getting outside that comfort zone and, and just competing with yourself as we kind of talked about last week and, uh, so fun to watch and, um, just, just a great way to work out. The last thing I want to talk about for last week's open is, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of coaches that were busy this weekend, uh, had commitments that they had to go to. Um, and so we reached out to get more judges in this weekend and the community really stepped up. Uh, I just want to say personally, uh, from coach Jen and I, thank you so much for stepping up. We had plenty of judges for the weekend. Uh, and it's so good to know that, that our community steps up in, in a time of need like that, uh, to really help this go off without a hitch. Yeah, that's very well said, Scott. And, and we, we, uh, on our behalf, um, you know, Janessa and I, we really appreciate just everybody volunteering their time, coming into the gym, not only cheering people on, but judging them and and uh, encouraging them along the way as well. So, uh, you know, thank you to all the volunteers and the athletes coming out, maybe getting out of work a little bit early or maybe making some arrangements with their kids or um, heck, a couple families even brought their kids dinner and they were sitting in our kitchenette area and the kids were eating dinner as mom and dad were out there judging. So, um, you know, it's just a short five weeks in the grand scheme of things, but so people are making some sacrifices to really help out the community. It just goes to show you uh, what, what great people we do have inside our four walls. Yeah. And this week we had, we had to have weight changers on top of things, uh, you know, and a lot of people stepped up there too. So yeah, that, that, yeah huge kudos to the community. Yes. That's uh, yeah. We, we don't want to forget about the weight changers. The floor, the gym floor was definitely very busy on week three. I mean, you have the athletes, you have the judges, you have the weight changers, you know, you, you could, uh, you could have a, a, a point somebody to change your weights for you um during that transition you know we're measuring these handstand push-ups uh measuring people's forearms and you know putting tape and chalk on the wall i mean there was a lot of logistics in this and uh and you, you, sometimes you always have your you know bumps and hiccups here and there and, but uh overall i thought it went as smoothly as we could have done uh getting you know over 1520 people through this workout in you know two and a half three days yeah it Awesome community as always. Uh, so let's move on to our weekly tip uh, or coaching tip the, that we've been doing. And so, you know, we're, we're heading into week four of the Open. This is generally when, you know, the complexity of the movement jumps up a little bit. Uh, for those elite athletes, this is kind of the separator week uh, where the fittest on earth kind of jump up ahead of, of the rest of the world. Um, so with that being said, that means a lot of times a goat is going to be one of the movements in this next workout, whether it be overhead squats for someone, um, a muscle up, uh, a strict handstand push up, uh, things like that, where that are a lot more complex than what we're we're used to on a day to day CrossFit workout. So 
I know a lot of people are striving for those uh, those complex complex moves, but we need to learn about the progression through that. So I want you to kind of walk through that, uh, the progression into a more complex move, how to break it down. Yeah, so we, we do see this uh, history as, as that week three or four as, as what's known as a separator workout where this the, the, the weight is heavy or the reps are high or the skills, the gymnastic skills in there just really separate, you know, the cream of the crop in, 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 inside the, the field of CrossFit. But um, with that said, I, I do want to, to coach some of our athletes and those people listening on this. You know, we have, for example, we have a handful of athletes that maybe have been doing CrossFit for a year, right? And uh, they – we always coach them up on you have to have these prerequisites and these progressions in order to achieve the ultimate goal. And one of the easiest examples is the muscle up, one of the most complex gymnastic movements out there. And so I think people sometimes um, come into CrossFit and they have you know six months to a year under their belt and they, they set these expectations so high. And they say, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for a year. I should be able to do muscle ups and I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. Well, you, you have to, you have to set your, you have to set your expectations properly, right? There's a huge progression that we take athletes through as coaches to number one, Scott, I, I think to ensure safety. If we, if we put the cart before the horse per se, and we allow athletes to progress to a movement where these prerequisites are not um, fundamentally met on a consistent basis, that's unprofessional on our part. And we're setting them up for, for failure by, by way of an injury. And that's not what we want. You know, that, that's not smart on our part as coaches. And so it takes time. Everybody has a different learning curve. Everybody comes into CrossFit with different skill sets and different backgrounds. We have people that come into Shred CrossFit that played collegiate sports, right, and lived in the weight room. And then we have people that have come into, in, into Shred CrossFit that they never even touched a barbell in their life. And so the learning curve is going to be different. The skill set coming in is going to be different. And so we have to meet the athletes where they are. And we also have to coach and train them according to their physical and psychological tolerances. What can they tolerate physically? What can they tolerate mentally? What's their mental capacity? And we're, we're, we're going to meet them where they're at and coach them appropriately on, on those respectful levels. Um, so, for example, the muscle up, as I mentioned, there's some prerequisites that need to be met. That's an, that's an easy example to give our listeners Somebody needs to be able to do a strict pull-up properly and consistently, right? Somebody, and I can, I can kind of dive down into the, the nuances of why and things like that, but that's, that's for another conversation. We need, to, we need to have the athlete be able to do a kip swing appropriately and very consistently. We need to have the athlete be able to do a chest-to-bar pull-up. You know, how do they have the strength and the, and the shoulder stability and strength to – to uh, do a chest to bar, a higher type of pull up. Can they develop that deep, deep pull where they come higher to the bar? Um, can they? Can, can their kit be more powerful? Can they get more leverage and more power through their hips where they're more parallel to the ground? 
can they perform a, a dip, a dip on a matador or a stationary dip bar or to the next level, another degree of difficulty? Can they do a dip on a pair of rings, which is a dynamic piece of equipment? It's going to move on you. It's, it's not you know, held in place by the, the, the metal uprights of the rig, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's not a stationary object. It's a dynamic object. So you have to have a lot of stability in your shoulders and your and your wrist strength and your grip strength to stabilize these swinging rings. Um, and and, and as, as an easy example, we have athletes that can do some of those things and maybe they can't, they cannot do a ring dip. Right. And so if they, if they kip swing and they get into a muscle up position and they can't do a ring dip, how are they going to achieve fully achieve the muscle up when it ends with a ring dip? So when we have these conversations with athletes and we break it down like that, here's the progression. Here's, here's what's going to lead to, um, uh, longevity. Here's what's going to lead to you doing it properly and, and keeping you injury free so that you can be able to do muscle ups until the cows come home because we've taken you through this progression and now you can do them whenever you want to. Um, and, and it's much safer. I want to, I want to hit that one more time. You know, when you when you get up on a muscle up and you need to do that last dip, you're way much you're much higher above the floor than when you're on a ring dip set of rings closer to the floor. When you lose that stability, you can get a foot down. You know, I, I so just I want to hit home on the safety yeah. aspect of that too. I know you hit it at the beginning. Yeah, that's very right, well yeah. said. And you're right. That's a that's a great thing that we kind of take for granted. Don't think about now. Now you're now you're seven feet in the air, right? Whatever you know, arbitrary number, whatever that is. Um, now you're up in the air. You're not just you can't just put your foot down and stabilize yourself. So that's very well said. So these are all things that we think about in these progressions and what we're trained in um, for these athletes. And sometimes we 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 have to ground them, right? We have to bring them down to reality and say, hey don't don't set your expectation too high don't we're going to keep you safe like that your health and wellness is in our hands you know three to four five six days a week for some of our athletes every day and so we're going to progress you appropriately um we're going to give you the green light when we think it's okay we're going to pull you back when it, when we think it's not okay that's our professional you know uh, opinion and things that we're educated on and, and, and certified to do um in case in point, I mean, this is it's kind of great timing for this topic. Uh, real quickly, we just had an athlete just recently, one of our athletes, Nate. Um, I remember just a couple months into CrossFit, you know, he was watching some of our advanced athletes do muscle-ups. He said, I want to do that. I said, well, okay, that's great. That's a great goal. It's going to take you some time. There, there's some mobility issues. There's some strength issues. He, he, um, he, he kind of just became very coachable. It was a very good learning experience for Nate to become coachable. And he's very open with this. That's why I'm sharing this. He had to take some time to work on his mobility. He had to take some time to work on some of the gymnastic skills. He's two years into CrossFit and got his first muscle up just earlier last or uh, uh, late last week. And so, uh, so it, pay, it, it pays off. It pays off. He was super excited. We progressed him appropriately. He stayed pretty much injury free the entire two years little you know bumps and bruises here and there nothing serious and uh and it was it was super rewarding to see that as a coach and you know we have the space now when you want to work on those progressions you know when when the kids class isn't going on or the gymnastics class isn't going and you have you have that l area to with a rig to work on some of these progressions 
And we have coaches available to answer questions. And we even have a mobility coach. You know, Coach Mike is has his certification in CrossFit mobility, and he's always willing to give a lesson uh, on things that you can do for 10, 15 minutes a night uh, to, to increase yeah, your Coach mobility. Mike has always been there with our mobility. He really has a passion for that, and, and he really just – volunteers a lot of his time to our athletes doesn't really ask of anything and he has so many questions and he, he uh, services them very well on a lot of the mobility questions he'll sit with them he'll do make sure they're doing a few of their mobility exercises appropriately so he's just been a huge asset to to shred crossfit um and we we appreciate him for that for sure he continues to do such a great job and um you know i, I gave I, I was talking to another athlete the other day and i gave this example i said hey listen you know I just, this athlete is a golfer. This athlete likes to golf. I said, Hey, Tiger Woods goes and, and plays 18 holes, but he knows, he knows where to set his expectations. He can't, he can't master his skill. If he's just going to play 18 holes, you know, three days a week, he's got to spend some extra time on the range. He's got to spend some extra time putting. He's got to spend some extra time chipping, hitting out of the sand, things like that. So I tell our athletes, Hey, CrossFit class is great. There's so many things you're going to learn, but if you want to expedite this process of a muscle up, you're going to have to spend some extra time on it. You know, how fast do you want to achieve this skill is going to be determined on how much time and work and effort you put into it. Right. And our coaches are there to help you. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. And that's a great example because what Tiger just last weekend won is 82nd tournament on the PGA tour. And he still probably spends more time at the range than he does yep. on the course. It's got to be, and that's that's where the, and that's what we tell athletes, Scott. And you know this. It's when when you come in on a Wednesday afternoon at Shred or a Wednesday morning at Shred for a CrossFit class, you are you are training, you're practicing, you're you're, you're getting better. You're not trying to go a, a thousand miles an hour and and not be able to move the next day, right? Save that. That was an earlier podcast we did way, way back. I forget what episode that is. I wish I could tell our listeners that, but we talked about real quickly, we talked about approaching uh, a month of CrossFit training with one or one to three days out of that month as your Super Bowl workout, where you go 110% and you give it your all and you go hard. And the other days, you're just training, you're practicing, you're making sure you're hitting the stimulus of what we're talking about as coaches and you're refining these quality movements. Uh, repetition is the mother of skill. So the more reps we have under our belt, the faster we're going to achieve that skill. Awesome. Great, great stuff tonight, Marcus. Um, so, so thankful for you to join us. Um, we're off to week four of the open. Uh, excited to see what that's going to be tomorrow. And we'll be back with you next week uh, to recap it and uh, some more coaching tips uh, for, for you and uh, to get you through the rest of the open. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Shred Podcast episode 30. Already to 30. Good stuff.